0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: I wondered what happened when you offered yourself to someone and they opened you only to discover you were not the gift they expected. And they had to smile and nod and say thank you all the same. This is AMI Audiobook Review on AMI-audio. Thanks for listening to us. We like to talk all things audiobooks. I'm your host, Ramia Amuddin, here with Nisreen Abdel-Majid, our technical producer for this show. And the quote that you heard today is from the book called My Sister's Keeper by Jodi Pickholt. And this is a book that I have not read before. I'm in the middle of reading right now. But, as most people will follow the uh, title up with, oh... That's a great movie. So, Nazreen, this was your reaction. You watched the movie.
2: Yeah, I remember watching this movie. It was such a unique one. I really liked it. I never read the book, though.
1: Okay, the book is incredible so far. It's one of the ones where you hear from um, many different characters, or at least several different characters in their perspective. So different chapters are laid out in the the perspective of the mom, the daughter, the... um, Uh, the attorney, the father, the sister, that kind of thing. And it's just so well done, basically because the story is so unique. I think that um, not just this book, but... Several books by Jodi Picoult are extremely unique in terms of content and storyline and just the kind of subjects that she chooses to cover. And a friend recommended not this one to me, but another one. And I thought, okay, well, might as well start with My Sister's Keeper because that seems to be um, a classic by this author. So that's where I started, mm-hmm. and it was a really good choice. So, you know, down the audiobook list line for you, Niz. Yep. When, uh, might get at it? Okay. Yes.
2: Yes. I don't know. I. This is what I question about watching the movie first and then the book. I feel like I imagine mm-hmm. the movie too much while I'm reading. And I was going to ask you this before. Uh, do you prefer reading the book first or watching the movie? Because if I were to read the book, I definitely would read the book first before the movie just to kind of expand my imagination. Most definitely.
1: I always, like if I know or if I have checked it out first, would go for the book first. Because what happens is it, going from the movie to the book is like going backwards a little bit. Like you said, right? You always – you're going to have the the scenery, the visuals, the character voices all in your head with the movie first. So it might feel like a little too much to go back in and get the details of the book. But flipped, if you read the book first and then you go and you watch the movie um, – you might never like the movie, I'm not going to lie to you, because because the books were uh, so incredibly detailed, and and of course, you can't get every detail into the movie, right? hmm
2: mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah.
1: Well, let's move on to uh, checking out our CELA homepage, which we love to do on this show. CELALibrary.ca is where you go for this information. Featured titles for this week are The Madness of Crowds by Louise Penny, Mysteries and Crime Stories, Taste. My Life Through Food by Stanley Tucci, and this is food writing. The last one under the Featured Titles category is The Heart Principle by Helen Hone, and this is contemporary romance. We'll discuss this book a little um, in more detail further on. Now, there is an announcement on the SELA homepage that we thought we'd share with you. This one's actually from the blog. SELA is delighted to announce expanded delivery options and this is a pilot project so this uh, blog post was released december 10th of this year and written by lindsey tyler SELA has been committed to providing users real choices in the materials they read and how they access those materials. As part of that commitment, we're excited to announce the expanded delivery options pilot project. Through this project, we'll explore new technologies and options for service delivery, which will give our users additional ways to access the SELA content that they love. The pilot program is focused on testing new options for audiobook delivery to supplement the digital options already available. Over the next few months, selected SELA users will be invited to provide feedback on one of three options – a low-cost, portable, easy-to-use audiobook, a daisy player test model that uses a reloadable storage device and which provides excellent sound quality and large buttons for easy access and a voice assistant application for smart speakers. The three options were selected for this project based on a number of criteria with a focus on ensuring there would be options to meet the needs of all SELA users. CELA has hired peer trainers who, along with the project coordinator, will support the participants participating in this project. In choosing which options to pilot, we've been careful to consider criteria like cost, access to reliable internet, and comfort levels with newer technology. The feedback gathered in this pilot will give us the information we need to assess these options and, if they're successful, to have supportive resources available which have been developed with input from our users. This project has been funded through the federal government by a generous grant from Innovation Science and Economic Development Canada. We're going to welcome... Interested users to let us know that they'd like to participate by completing the pilot project sign-up form, and you can get more information on that and everything else on the CELA website, celalibrary.ca. Nazreen, before we get on to the next part of our show, what's trending this week?
2: Yes, ma'am. So audiobooks.com tweeted out this week's hottest releases, of course. We start off with Unprotected by Billy Porter, a memoir. Widow Falls by Kirsten Modglin. And The Cheat Sheet by Sarah Adams is the third on the list. And it's a romance sporty book. It's one of those typical romance books. The I'm in love with my best friend type of book. (laughs) Uh, The fourth hottest release is Creative Types by Tom Bissell. And the final one I'm going to mention was also one of last week's hottest releases. It's called Web Griffin Rogue Asset by Andrews and Wilson. And those were the top five out of the hottest book releases on audiobooks.com. And just a little teaser, Remya. Next week we're going to talk all Christmassy holiday books, right? Because I'm Yes, excited. we
1: are. So am I. I'm very excited. And we're going to be talking uh, a lot more than just holiday reads to Nazreen. We're going to reflect on some of the reads that we've had from 2021. Uh, Something a little more serious, you know, just things that have stuck to us or uh, that we feel like are hitting us in the gut when we read them because we've had some serious reads throughout 2021. So looking forward to that reflection period next week as well. AMI-audio book review on AMI-audio. I'm Ramiya Amadin, your host here with Nisreen Abdel-Majid, and it's time for the ever so popular Pause or Play. We glanced over a few books from the CELA homepage, celalibrary.ca, under the featured book section, and now we're going to press pause or play on one of these listens. Today, we have The Heartbreak Principle by Helen Hone. And this is a contemporary romance, so let's see what you think of it. When violinist Anna Sun accidentally achieves career success with a viral YouTube video, she finds herself incapacitated and burned out from her attempts to replicate that moment. And when her longtime boyfriend announces that he wants an open relationship before making a final commitment, a hurt. An angry Anna decides if he wants an open relationship, then so does she. Translation, she's going to embark on a string of one-night stands. That's where tattooed motorcycle-riding Guan Deep comes in. Their first attempt at a one-night stand fails, as does their second and their third. Because being with Quan is more than just sex. He accepts Anna on an unconditional level that she's just started to understand herself. However, when tragedy strikes Anna's family, she takes on a role that she's ill-suited for until the burden of expectations threatens to destroy her. Anna and Kwan have to fight for their chance at love, but to do that, they also have to fight for themselves. Contemporary romance, everybody. Nizreen, over to you. Do you press pause or play on this one?
2: You already know I'm going to play. I like the romance books.
1: No shame in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that uh, the kind of comfort, you know, the plot's going to be this mm-hmm. way or that. The, the, type the man, of bad the other boy, man. boy is on the mm-hmm. side, but you, yeah, I.
2: That's my I like type it.
1: of book. Okay, I like it. I like it. It's, it's firm and simple. Sam, over to you. Pause or play on this contemporary romance.
0: Oh, I mean, you guys are going to think that uh, think that I won't listen to this. I absolutely will. Oh, um,
1: right.
0: yeah, no, absolutely, mostly just because I think it's quite interesting there, I mean, this is a very modern story of talking about uh, you know, polyamorous relationships and whatnot. I think I think exploring those types of relationships are much more common these days, and so I think that it's only fitting that our romance novels should also uh, reflect that, so yeah mm-hmm. i'm 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 playing this.
1: Okay. Look at you, Sam. I know there's a lot of this, uh, self-discovery, self-love, um, trying to, even the word burnout. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, no, definitely 2020, 2021 vibes. Uh, Awesome. We're checking in with an avid audiobook listener, everybody. We're opening up the space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on audiobooks. And the voice that you're hearing is Sam Robinson. We're welcoming him into the show, technical producer at AMI-audio. And you know what, Sam, it doesn't end there because you wear many, many, many hats as you've pressed play on this contemporary romance.
0: That's right. Yeah, no, I've done a couple of things. I do a lot of the podcasts uh, at AMI, and uh, and I'm so happy to get to be here because I am a, a lifelong audiobook fan. And, uh, you know, sometimes I don't get to listen to as much as I as I like anymore, but I would say that I probably listen to more audiobooks than I do read um, normal books even these days.
1: And that's what I was going to ask you. So full disclosure, you're cited, but you're mm-hmm. a huge audiobook uh, listener.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, for a long time, I, th- I understood why one would want to listen to an audio book. Um, you know, I'm not that old. So I'm, I knew about podcasts and audio books and all that stuff from a very young age. And it made sense because we would listen to audiobooks uh, on tape when we went on long drives, me and my family. Um, and as well, I just found it more easy to, to sort of flit in and out of paying attention. Uh, mm. to audiobooks sometimes. And for a while, I would always listen to audiobooks while I fell asleep. So it uh, it makes sense that I'm here now. <laughs> Cite, yeah, yeah. Sight uh, yeah. notwithstanding.
1: Exactly. And the thing is, um, because you can kind of flip between the two, right? Uh, reading print books or ebooks, I guess, but using your vision to read versus uh, audio, do you find that you're only listening to audio either a certain time of day or when you're in a certain mood? Like, what what mm. is it?
0: I mean, I think it does help to be able to have a period of time that you can carve out to really buckle down and actually listen to what you are trying to listen to. Um, Yeah. There's so many distractions these days too, that, you know, the, those moments when you can be truly uninterrupted and listen uh, to something uh, can be few and far between. Uh, So I found that when the pandemic hit and I was, I was working from home, my commute was gone and my commute was where I did so much of my listening. Um, Mm. I, I think nowadays, though, I still get to have a a, a small commute. Uh, my son is in daycare, and uh, he's about maybe a half-hour walk uh, where his daycare is. So I walk him there, or I go to pick him up, um, and I have half of that journey where, where I'm on my own. And so that's where I've been... Carving some time out, and as well, if I have any long journeys on my own, or if um, if I'm sitting down and I know that I don't have to do any audio work, because the problem with being a an audio content producer basically right. is that you ha- like your attention can't actually be divided all that well. My wife uh, sits behind me while we work, and she uh, she uh, is always listening to music because she doesn't have to edit audio or anything like that mm. so i it's i really do actually have to make the uh, carve out the time because if i'm working it means that I can't really listen uh, to anything else other than what I'm doing. And I try to split my attention. It's, it's not good. It doesn't work that it's way. It's hard.
1: Yeah. You got to split your brain in half for that kind of thing with That's audio. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really true. Okay. This is amazing. I'm so glad we got some context because I know you're a huge audiophile. You listen to uh, more than just audiobooks, lots of podcasts and such, but yeah. uh, in the audiobook world, we're always curious with our sighted friends. So, I want to get to the recommendation that you have for us today. It sounds really, really interesting. So, give us some context on that.
0: Well, so this is a multi-layered, and, I, and stop me if anything sounds out of place here. But the uh, the book that we're going to be reviewing today is "The Anthropocene Reviewed," and it is by author John Green. Many listeners may know John Green from his uh, his young adult novels, um, uh, "Searching for Alaska." paper towns uh the fault in our stars which also got mm-hmm. turned into a major motion pi- picture movie with Ansel Elgort and uh Shailene Woodley so this is a very well established young adult author but um and and while i uh you know i'm i'm avoiding getting to the actual book mostly because John Green himself is a really quite uh, interesting and amazing figure, mostly because of his work outside of being an author. Um, he's a very, very prominent uh, YouTube and and just internet, early internet adopter. He and his brother started a project on YouTube that, that was ostensibly just then keeping in touch with each other with video blogs, a, a vlog, so Vlogs. to speak, mm-hmm. um, And, uh, essentially what they were doing was trying to keep in contact with each other. So they would constantly send each other these videos over YouTube and other people started, uh, you know, picking up on them and watching them and listening. And they got this huge fan base because, you know, John Green himself is an author. He also uh, has a history in the priesthood. He, uh, actually trained to be a priest and was a chaplain at a children's hospital and that is actually where his career as a chaplain stopped and his career as a as a writer started so john green has this amazingly large internet presence and that kind of ties in uh, a lot with the content that he makes for his books, which are largely young adult novels. And so the Anthropocene Review is, is actually, is actually a bit of a departure for John. It's actually, a, and here's another interesting way of, of how books actually get made. Uh, the Anthropocene Review, it actually started as a podcast. Uh, it was a podcast that was, uh, that was produced by WNYC and Complexly. And essentially what it was, was John D- Green doing one or two aspects of the modern age and he gives it a rating out of you know zero to five stars basically and that was the whole concept um and if you can imagine all the context that i've given up to who john green is his specific style which is a young adult um specific focus but as well he's got this He's got the, uh, the kind of gentleness and um, profundity in his speaking um, of a chaplain, which he is also cha- trained as. So I, I find him to be like one of the most poignant authors, let alone one of the most poignant young adult uh, authors, which I think is a really undervalued um, area of, of literature these days
1: most definitely and and young adult novels first of all are spiking like we're seeing yeah. a lot of authors um and not just authors but you know any kind of promotion and and just adaptation of different people going hey we need to kind of spread the word on YA which mm-hmm. is really awesome but do you think that people who have picked up their the the other novels by Green, as you mentioned, right? Fault in Our Stars, et cetera, mm. um, would pick this one up naturally? Or do you think there has to be a fascination for this kind of thing
0: to begin uh, with? That's a really good question, actually, Ramya. I think John Green has enough of a following already that many people who were interested in in his YA uh, work, they, they have a good knowledge of what his style is and also of the brand that he kind of brings to it too, which is truly just poignant. It's poignant work. So to get into what the actual book is, the reason why it's a departure is because, you know, all of his other stuff is usually fiction. Any of the work that he's done that is nonfiction is work through his various YouTube channels, um, one of which is is called Crash Course. And they have all these Crash Course History, Crash Course Literature, all these different things. And it's these are incredibly great teaching tools for um, high school students and elementary school students. But I really liked the, the sort of scope of what he's trying to do with the Anthropocene Reviewed, because if you imagine trying to take a podcast and turn it into a book, that's incredibly difficult. Um, But so don't try to change the, the, uh, the style of the book too much to, Mm. to build upon the podcast. It's exactly as it is. It is a set of small essays that explore a facet of our modern life. The Anthropocene, which is the geologic era that, uh, that, That incorporates the fact that humans now have the ability to affect geological ages. We will be known, like, you know, anthropologists in the future a million years from now could look and say, oh, here's where humans are. And that's that. And it's just such a wide um, variety of of topics that he gets onto uh, that really just, I don't know, just I was so into it. Some of my favorite ones so far were like, orbital sunrises so okay. the the idea of being in an in an orbit and watching the sunrise come up which only astronauts usually have um, oh a yeah. view of or icelandic hot dog stands <laughs> uh signing <laughs> your name 250,000 times uh, and that last one there is uh the, due to the fact that John Green often will have copies of his book signed by him physically um, for purchase mm-hmm. for people who pre-order and he had made the the decision to do every one of them by hand so he did 250,000 signatures of his own and discussed it and I think that like you know these things seem mundane or maybe not as interesting John Green has a way of making all these things seem poignant and interesting and just I don't know. i'm i'm I love listening to the podcast, and there are a couple of extra essays that were not in the podcast that are included in the book. So you do have to listen okay. to the audiobook if you want them all
1: exactly. And that's what I was gonna say about the kind of way that they've approached it because all of this, like you said, it's available on a uh, podcast form. But why do the audiobook then first of all, of course, there's a platform for audiobook, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people yep. right but that along with that they've put that exclusive style and you said he narrates it himself so do you find him great as a performer
0: oh absolutely john green first of all is a person who knows his own voice best mm. and he is also incredibly well practiced in the in the art of narration he has narrated all of his books that have turned into audiobooks and as well he's a media professional he his youtube channel is very high quality, so no one has to has to concern themselves thinking that this is some sort of self publishing <laughs> kind of kind of deal super high quality and you know the on the topic of whether or like you know why do the audiobook if you've got the podcast or why do the podcast if you've got the audiobook well Obviously, the audiobook has like great little parts to it, uh, parts that you won't get from the podcast. But the podcast also has things that aren't in the audiobooks. That being ads, now that's not something you'll hear me say often. Like, I can't wait to listen to the ads. But if you think of all the things that I've said, the personality driven content that he does, it's the podcast ads are so funny and
1: wow. relevant
0: and interesting. I, you know, I have to plug both of them. You got to listen to both of them if you can. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Well, I mean, for anyone who has had no clue um, who John Green is, I think that this is a great start to it because not only can you start at the the audiobook, but you can start way back at the podcast, take it in a more digestible form, right? So that's fantastic.
0: And he also has a podcast with his brother called Dear Hank and John.
1: Oh, there you go. So they've moved that vlog situation into podcast.
0: Very funny, too. Uh, like, you know, and just what I w- would also like to say to, to wrap it up is that, you know, he writes for a young adult audience. Mm. And I think that that's actually the best place for adults to be, too. Um, for a, it gives you a kind of empathy for yep. what they are going through, because we have all been through it. But it's a continued empathy. And I think that comes across most in John Green's work.
1: I was going to say, similarly, that it's really great for not just nostalgia, but for some kind of keeping in touch uh, with the YA audience if you're Mm -hmm. beyond the YA years and still reading uh, these novels. Sam, thank you so much for joining us here on Audiobook Review. We really, really appreciate it, and I'm sure we'll check in with you soon.
0: Well, I'm so happy that you guys had me on. And uh, as uh, John Green likes to say, don't forget to be awesome.
1: Oh, I love that. That's awesome sam robinson audio technical producer here at ami audio and he was reviewing and giving us a recommendation of the anthropocene reviewed by john green that's a wrap for ami audiobook review this week we'll catch up with you in about seven days until then happy audiobook listening
0: This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.
1: Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favourite podcast distributor.